0: Locked Talk Radio.
1: There is a watchman on the wall Bringing forth the written word of God to one and all Are you getting ready? Will you stand around?
2: I'm going to have to turn it up. I can't hear, okay,
0: so hear him. So hey,
2: Hello, I'm not able to hear you.
0: Yeah,
3: well,
0: I'm hearing you very well, but you're on a 30-second
2: delay, so you got to turn your volume off. Well, I'm not going to be able to hear any response from you, which I was hoping to have some during this. Turn that up so I can hear it. No,
4: I think you can hear me now, you?
3: No. Okay. So you have
2: to tell have what are your it is That's a good question. The computer's off and now the TV's on mute, but I'm still not able to hear you. I can see both of you and it's good to see you. I know you're saying something, but I have no idea what it is.
0: Okay. Is that on?
5: So yeah. I, I can I can. Okay. He's listening on the
0: phone. Okay.
2: I have I have Sally's phone in my other hand, and I can hear you on that phone.
0: I have I have Sally's phone in my other hand, and I can hear you on that phone. Okay. So what you do is hang up all your phones.
2: Still nothing, I'm sorry.
0: Mm-hmm. My phone.
2: Let's try your phone. It's uh getting that
3: loud and clear and I'll give you an example of what I mean let's go to uh, this right here uh, Pastor Ken Wagner are you there sir and can you hear us loud and clear, loud and clear. And an I
0: can hear you loud and clear uh, Pastor Ken Wagner are you there sir and can you hear us loud and clear
2: wagner on there i could hear you but as soon as you quit talking to him i can't hear you anymore i believe this is a subject that the enemy doesn't want spoken about Well, we'll see what happens. If you would, give me a thumbs up if you can hear me. About three weeks ago, I was looking for something and went across an old Bonnie Raitt song, Love Is Not Proud. And when that hit my spirit, I knew I needed to delve into this. I used to be a very self-centered, arrogant individual. So as I got into this, using that title, Love is Not Proud, since then, last Wednesday, Pastor Michael spoke about love getting us where we should be. And when you're giving someone water and they're looking at the glass of water, we need to be the pitcher, the vessel that is used without receiving any acclaim. And then he read Romans twelve sixteen. Be not high minded. And on Saturday, Pastor Ken, near the end of his message, spoke about love and meekness. Then on Sunday, Deacon Michael began with Romans twelve nine. Let love be without dissimulation. Let love be true. So when this first hit me about three weeks ago, love is not proud. And then I hear what Pastor Michael, Pastor Ken, and then Deacon Michael spoke about love. I knew that this was something that the Holy Spirit really wants us to fully grasp, that love is what he wants his saints to walk in. There is no room for pride. In Matthew twenty-two thirty-seven, Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. And verse 38 says, This is the first and great commandment. So what separates someone from the love of the Father? In 1 John two sixteen, For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. The word pride there is braggadocio, which is arrogance. So the pride of life is the arrogance of life. Over 49 years ago, when Sally, my wonderful wife, my helpmate, when we had our first date, she thought I was an arrogant, Donkey To clean it up And she was right I had a big ego I was arrogant I excelled at whatever I tried There was no foundation In the word of God growing up It was 18 years after that first date Or somewhere in that neighborhood Before I became a Christian At age 41 and a half so the arrogance during that time just continued to grow, because most things that I touched, they did well. So I was, as I was preparing this message, there's been inspection within myself to see any area that still holds pride, still any arrogance. And I don't know if you remember what you said to me when I told you what the title of this was, Love is Not Proud. But you said I would be tested. The Holy Spirit will use drug addicts to speak about drugs, the alcoholic to speak about alcohol. But so why not someone that was once arrogant and self-centered to speak about pride? In Proverbs sixteen eighteen, in the Passion Translation, your boast becomes a prophecy of a future failure. The higher you lift yourself up in pride, the harder you'll fall in disgrace. So how does pride show itself in someone? First, in the ways that you normally accept, think of boastful, vain, opinionated, conceit, but it comes in some ways that you might not ordinarily think about. Poor self-worth or shame is often driven by pride. That word self-worth is planetary. It talks about self. But in Proverbs 11, two, when pride cometh, then cometh shame. And with the Lord is wisdom. So a person may feel badly about themselves, so they compensate by feeling superior to others. Then there's those that are envious. They think when others have things they don't, it makes them look bad. It makes their self look bad. So they might compare themselves to others. They might want a job or position someone has to make their self look better or even believe others are envious of them. And in 2 Corinthians 10.12, it tells us comparing ourselves among ourselves is not wise. The mission of New Wine Ministry is to prepare the ecclesia to be sent out. So this scripture is especially important. 1 Timothy 3.6, not a novice, at least being lifted up with pride, he falls the condemnation of the devil. Since most listening are Christians for a long time, there should be an awareness within yourself that there's any pride that hasn't been addressed. When we look at that word, lifted it up, it means high-minded, to inflate with self-conceit. And this is an interesting definition, to envelop with smoke. So the self-consumed people may read innocent remarks as demeaning or critical, they can't laugh at themselves. When they do something silly or funny, they have a hard time forgiving. They get offended when their idea or motive is questioned, and they can be quick to be angry. Oddly enough, shyness can express itself because of pride. Shyness is about self, about being timid, reserved, afraid of not being liked, afraid of being criticized. Afraid of being rejected again, concerned about the opinion of man, afraid of embarrassing themselves, so they may isolate themselves from others, which is against God's word about gathering together. But God's word says in Proverbs 29, 25, the fear of man bringeth a snare, but whoso putteth his trust in the Lord shall be safe. And also in Hebrews 4.16, you can't be shy because his word says we are to be bold. So when you are self-centric, pride wants ourself to be praised, get glory, be worshiped, be highly talked about. When pride is elevated, we can have a view of self that won't be accurate to the point that you start believing this inaccurate self-view. Well, God's word says in Proverbs 335, the wise shall inherit glory, but shame shall be the promotion of fools. So do you think people that drive slow in the fast lane do it to make themselves feel important? How many times have you passed someone that finally moved over only to find them on the phone totally lost in their own conversation were they being an irritant to test your spirit by driving slow or just tied up in their importance, or maybe both? We recently had to take a trip to Edmond, Oklahoma, and back, and we experienced this, which you pretty much do every time you get on the road. We were behind this fellow in the left lane for some time, and he was going below the speed limit. He finally pulled over, and we pulled up next to him, And he's totally lost in a phone conversation, even though there's people in the car with him. So the point of these so far and throughout this whole thing, these are examples to either help see an area within yourself or to help understand someone that needs help. If you're self-absorbed, you talk about your success, you claim that you're a genius or you speak many languages, you feel superior to others. You think certain jobs and tasks are beneath you. You rarely ask questions about others. You rarely compliment people. You're not generous. You wait to be served instead of serving. And there's many more examples. But God's word says in Psalm 73, 6, Therefore, pride compass them about as a chain. Violence cover them as a garment. The word violence there means a disruption of the divinely, divinely established order of things. The word compassed and chain in that scripture is to choke, the collar. So it says that twice in that same scripture. So reading that scripture with the Strong's meaning, therefore pride chokes them about as a collar disrupting the divine order of things. If you're a workaholic, believe their value of self is based upon performance. Obsessed with praise for their discipline, their schedule, their busyness. They work long hours, possibly doing the work of two or three people. They think that everyone needs their help. Think people can't get along without them doing their job. I experienced that. When I was getting ready to retire, I developed a close relationship with many clients, and I hung on probably another year or two longer because I felt an obligation that I needed to finish something. But they've done very well since I left, so they could have gotten along without me. They may think their worth to God is based on their sacrifices of time, money, or family. But God's word says in Ezekiel 28, verse 5, in several different translations, By your great skill and trade, you have increased your wealth, and your heart is proud because of your wealth. Or in Matthew 6, 24, No man can serve two masters, for he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Self-reliant. Don't want to think they need guidance, help, or wisdom from God or man. They're independent. They hate to rely on others. Think their abilities are superior to others. They don't see much need for prayers. Willing to help but not be helped. Willing to help financially but cannot ask for support. We have some friends in Missouri And he is willing to help people But he will not ask for help for himself And that's kind of puzzling Even though He will bend over backwards to help somebody else His pride will not let him ask for help for himself God's word says in Hosea Thirteen six 6 in the new living translation but when you have eaten and were satisfied you became proud and forgot me or in second corinthians 3 5 not that we are sufficient of ourselves to think anything as of ourselves but our sufficiency is of god then you have those that won't submit they hate being told to do anything They'll, they'll submit the little things, but not the big things. Maybe some church members that won't submit to the church leaders. So things are out of order. Wives won't submit to husbands. Children won't submit to parents. God's word says in James 4, 5, through 7, God opposes the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. So submit to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. So where is the love in these things that we've read so far? It's totally in self. Legalistic individuals. They control through excessive rules. Their self feels nice when they are obeyed. They hold on to some or all of the Mosaic laws. They think the King James Version is the only one to read. They want the appearance of spirituality in dress codes and grooming. Children must obey so it doesn't harm the parent's self-image. They may hold certain doctrinal teachings as absolute, like the rapture. God's word says in Colossians two twenty through 22 Therefore, if you be dead with Christ from the rudiments of the world, why is living in the world? Are you subject to ordinances, touch not, taste not, handle not, which all are to perish with the using after the commandments and doctrines of men? Or in John one seventeen, for the law was given by Moses, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. Again, there's no love except self, Pride of spirituality. The super-Christians, they spiritualize every conversation. Oh, I got a gallon of milk today. It must be from God. They think they are more spiritual or righteous than others. They despise or detest sinners. They may change their voice when speaking about spiritual things. They want certain roles within the church, whether they're qualified or not. Just to show how spiritual they are They talk about how much they pray Or how much they fast They put down denominations That believe differently About spiritual gifts But God's word says In Galatians 5.22 But the fruit of the spirit Is love Joy, peace Longsuffering Gentleness Goodness, faith Meekness against such there is no law But the first one listed is love Are in 1 John 4 eight. He that loveth not knoweth not God For God is love We are not to despise sinners or other believers But to love them In 1 Corinthians 8 1 Now it's touching things offered unto idols we know that we all have knowledge. Knowledge puffs, but charity, agape, builds up, it edifies. This speaks of liberty and helping the weaker brother, not putting down others. Then there's the pride of knowledge, unteachable. Get irritated if someone tries to teach them something. They know it all. Answers, I know, I know. Yeah, I already knew that. They're too smart for education or training. After all, what could I learn? They're highly opinionated. But God's Word says in First Corinthians thirteen four, charity suffereth long, and is kind. Charity envieth not. Charity vaunteth not itself; is not puffed up. Vaunteth is the negative of love. Or in 2 Corinthians 5.14, out of the Passion Translation, for it is Christ's love that fuels our passion and motivates us. This means all died with him, so that those who live should no longer live self-absorbed lives, but lives that are poured out for him, the one who died for us and now lives again. The word says to love thy neighbor and those that hate us, So we must be tolerant and gracious, but we must not forget God's word in Jude 3. Beloved, when I gave all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation, it was needful for me to write unto you, exhort you that you should earnestly contend for the faith that was once delivered unto the saints. So we don't believe every spirit. But we test the spirit to see whether they are from God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. 1 John 4.1. God doesn't want you to hurt your pride. He wants you to kill your pride. Pride is selfish, thinking excessively about self. Pride is based on self-worship, preoccupation with our image. Pride is narcissism. Satan disguised the submission to him under the idea of personal autonomy. Satan never asked us to become his servants. The servant never said to Eve, I want to be your master. He used deception. He said, your eyes will be open. You will be as God. What happened was a shift from commitment to God to a commitment to self. So instead of God's will, self-interest now rules and what I want reigns. And that is the essence of sin. There are many more scriptures dealing with pride. Matter of fact, when I look up in the Strongs, pride and vanity, boasting, there was at least 243 scriptures dealing with that. But then when you look up love, there's 545 that deal with that. So God's more interested in understanding what love is about. We're called to be humble. 2 Corinthians 7:14. If those that are called humble themselves, pray, turn from their wicked ways, and seek his face, he will hear and forgive their sin and heal their land. We are Second Chronicles. I misspoke. Thank you, Sally. We are called to have a lowly, a humble spirit. In Proverbs sixteen five, everyone that is proud in heart is an abomination to the Lord. Though hand join in hand. He shall not be unpunished. Those that are humble will gain They'll gain honor. First Samuel 2.30. God said those that honor him, he would honor. Those that are humble will gain wisdom. James 1.5. God said if you lack wisdom, ask, and it will be given liberally. Those that are humble will gain favor. Psalm 5.12. For though, Lord, will thou bless the righteousness with favor, will thou compass him about as with a shield. Those that are humble will gain grace. James 4, 6, God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Those that are humble will gain righteousness. 2 Corinthians 5, 21, for he made him to be sin for us, who knew no sin, that we might be the righteousness of God in him. And for those who are humble will gain everlasting life. John three sixteen. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. So Jesus said again in Matthew twenty two, thirty seven through thirty nine, Thou shalt love the Lord with all thy heart, mind, and soul. This is the first and great commandment, and the second is this: Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Can I truly do that second commandment without doing the first and greatest commandment? God's word says in Philippians two four. Look not every man on his own things, but every man also in the things of others. Love seeks the welfare of all. Romans fifteen two. Let every one of us please his neighbor for his good to edification. Love worketh no ill to his neighbor. Romans thirteen ten. Love seeks opportunity to do good to all men, especially those of the household of faith. Galatians six ten. Christian love, true agape love, expressed toward the household of the brethren, or toward man in general. It is not an impulse from feelings. It doesn't run with a natural inclination. It is only for those with whom you have kinship or attraction. Jesus said to love one another as I have loved you. In John 15:12. In the end, 1 Peter 4, 8, and above all things, have fervent charity, love, among yourselves for charity shall cover the multitude of sins. I had to stop because there were so many things having to do with how pride comes out in people. It's frankly kind of overwhelming just how it penetrates everything. All we have to do is look at the American society to see pride controls all so thank you for the time here tonight and it's good to see pastors vincent and pastor patricia and turn it up All right, so we'll is it all? No. It's just collected. Hello? Can you hear us? Hello? Hello? Oh, we finally can hear you. Yay! Are you there? We yeah. are. I think I we figured what's going out what on. Was. I, I, Are you guys on speaker? Yeah. Yeah. Michael, well, I got, is this Danny? Yes, it is, Pastor Michael. Yeah, I got you two. Is we got Pastor Vincent. Is he on? I don't. No, I can hear you, but I can't
3: hear him. Yeah, you know what's happening? He's getting everybody on, but we can't hear him. So we're having a party right now, a party line. (laughs) Everybody can hear us called in, but we can't hear him. I know. (laughs) Hey, that was an excellent, excellent, when we're on the line. Hey, that was excellent. Let me tell you something. I know the Holy Spirit is ministering to us in all areas about love because... Not only do we need to be fulfilled in his love, but because of the time that we're in. And so all the imperfections are being exposed so we can become perfect love. And that
2: was a great, great, great teaching, Pastor Denny. Well, thank you. I, I, really, I really enjoyed your illustration about being the pitcher and not the craft. Yeah. You know, no, that was Michael
6: Smith. That was Michael Smith.
5: No, that was you. That was Michael Smith. No, Michael Smith did that. I'll take the credit, though, if you want me to. (laughs) (laughs) Okay.
3: Well, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to hang up, and I'm going to text. I'm going to get on that YouTube and tell them that the party line is partying, but we can't hear you. Him. (laughs) Or somebody do that. Okay. Okay.
0: okay. Thank you. Bye. All right. God bless. God bless. Oh, I hear
2: Hello. Hello. I hear somebody.
0: Get
2: it more from the phone. Yes. You can. Pastor Vincent, is that you? No, this is this is Denny. Is this Pastor Ken?
5: He, you did a great job, sir. Uh, I know we're yeah. having t- Thank you. I know we're having communications Thank problems over you. here. I mean, I yeah. if I plug, if I plug in my speaker on the phone, I can hear Pastor Vincent quite clearly. But just on Blog Talk Radio, uh, I can't hear Pastor Vincent at all now. <laughs> I just got you on the phone. I heard Pastor Michael and so on, but. Hey, what we have here is a failure to communicate. (laughs)
0: That's right.
5: (laughs) It's just something I don't know what has to work out on there. But uh, I know I can see Pastor Vincent talking with Pastor Patricia, but I can't hear a word he's saying right now when I'm talking on on Blog Talk Radio. So I don't know where the connections are off, but praise the Lord. I'm glad you did a great job on there. and it's. The the thought that crossed my mind on there when you were talking was that pride is the killer. In the sense, we're taking glory from God for all the things that we are doing, and that's what we're thinking we are doing, but when we do the right thing, we need to give all the glory to God and nobody else. If, If we would look at it that way, that would suffice and give us all give him all the glory because he's giving us the thoughts and the ideas of what to go ahead and do and how to do it according to his word and that's the most important thing that's what i got when you were talking on there so keep up the good work my brother
2: thank you uh, did i enunciate okay say again did i enunciate okay
5: uh it was a, it, it was a little more difficult on well, listening but the clarity uh coming across on there. Uh at times you were much stronger than others and clearer. Uh it all depends upon the phone connections and everything else on there and how far away. The closer you Pastor got Vincent. to the
2: mic. Hello. Pastor Vincent. Who are we speaking? there? Yeah, yeah. I are agree. we there? Finally. Well, I've been, I've been speaking with Pastor Ken and Pastor Michael. Somehow, somehow we got connected. But we couldn't hear you.
3: Well, we heard your teaching, and we heard Michael, and we heard Pastor Ken. I walked away for just a moment. I left my beautiful wife, Patricia. She's looking into the screen at everybody, probably waving right now, wondering what am I doing here. But you, it was such an excellent, excellent teaching, and what I was saying. Uh, Just as a brief moment, I hope I didn't cut off Pastor Ken. Um, If I did, Pastor Ken, just let me know.
5: Oh, you're fine.
3: Go ahead. All right, so just for a moment, uh, the importance of your teaching to prepare the body of Christ to be able to walk through what is coming, because the enemy in these final moments of time upon this earth and what he's been doing from the beginning of time, he's just going to kind of strengthen and maximize his potential and his abilities uh, to exploit every area of our human weakness as we move forward into this time of great tribulation because those areas of weakness that he will uh, seek to exploit could become our downfall. And obviously pride is a huge issue in human nature. There's no doubt about it. And every single person that was listening to this conversation, uh, the worst form of pride would have been to say, well, nothing that was said really affects me. Uh, That would have been the greatest point of pride, because we acknowledge that uh, the Word of the Lord was going out, the Holy Spirit was uh, pricking at just about everything, making us aware of the areas that need to be cleansed, repented of, delivered from um, in these particular areas. So we were applauding uh, the, the depth of the message, we were applauding the necessity to get cleaned up, to be able to go through without too much of an issue where, you know, these things won't just immediately bring us down. So I just wanted to say thank you. And um, I'm going to mute my phone so others can call in. I saw a few other calls on there. So I'm going to be listening. You're doing a great job. Let me bring some other calls in. Hold on one second.
2: Thank you, Pastor. Uh
5: Pastor Denny,
2: can you still hear me? I can hear
5: you.
1: I can hear you. I hear, I hear Denny you. real well.
3: All right, so four seven nine seven nine five, you are on the air.
1: 795, that's me,
0: 8601.
1: Oh, <laughs> and yes, I can yes, hear sir. everything that Pastor Denny said, and in church I can't. But I did tonight
2: on love. I'm glad you did.
1: I renounce the spirit of pride in the name of Jesus and myself. Amen. That I will be filled with God's
2: love and him only. Well, I'll, I'll try to do a better job of speaking louder at church so you can hear me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well said well, my uh, ears Sister are Dixie. better.
1: Oh, praise God. <laughs> so we'll, we'll so, so
5: let we me pray
1: for your hearing to I I hear better. My ears are are healing.
3: Okay, Dixie, uh with that healing in the ears, let's do one more thing here. I'm gonna bring another call in so everybody's still live. Your mics are still live, so area code 417, you are on the air.
6: I think that's me. (laughs) Is that me? I think so. That is you. That is me. Okay. Hi, everybody. Wanted to say, um, first of all, hello. Wanted to say thank you for all of the prayers for Randolph. Thank you. Um, And thank you for the teaching. Uh, Thank you for the teaching tonight.
2: Well, it was it was Spirit-inspired. Awesome. Is awesome. Randolph there? Okay, it. so
3: do you have a comment, or is there something you would like to share just for I giving just, thanks?
6: I just wanted to um, just say thank you for the teaching and uh, thank you for the prayers for Randolph.
3: And do you have a report on Randolph?
6: Well, he less than 15 minutes ago he had a he had a Peter's he had a Peter's mom moment where he got up and was moving around faster than I've seen him move all day today oh, and thank God. get you know right so um I will take it and uh, this is what I've experienced with those that have come in agreement for Randolph and Prayers is is it telling Satan, no, you will not, and the power of agreement. And I've seen it uh, and I've heard it over all these years. So thank you, everyone, uh, for Randolph, for both of us. Thank you.
3: You're
1: welcome, Carla.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Amen. Anybody thank else? Thank you. Remember the number, eight one eight three six nine zero three two six.
5: Pastor, this is Pastor Ken. Am I still on?
2: I can, I can hear you.
5: Is that you, Denny? You are still on. Okay. I'd just like to make one other comment uh, on here, what the Lord put in my heart, listening to what you were saying, Pastor Denny. And it was this. When we finally realize the pride that we have in our lives, it's time to begin to deal with it. And once we begin to deal with it and lean more on the understanding of the Lord, our humbleness becomes apparent. And when we are become humble, we can then hear from the Lord in a newfound way because before we were listening to ourselves and not him. So humility and humbleness brings forth the word of God in our lives to do what we're supposed to do. Amen. Amen. Amen.
3: So my question is, how does somebody know when they're humble?
0: uh, What are you
5: doing? If you realize realize that you're humble, well, there's probably a little more pride in it. (laughs) It's probably when you start hearing more and more from the Lord that you realize that you weren't humble in your life and you were carrying everything to anything that you wanted to do your own way when you begin to do things god's way everything begins to clear up
0: man
3: patricia Joyce, something you might want to go over that way though hold on one second here she goes no baby here and you can speak into that but go into the other room go to the other room
4: <laughs> okay got a What I wanted to pre- present Sounds like a bird The Bible speaks clearly That pride Goes before destruction
0: yes. And
4: a haughty spirit Before a fall yes. If we could understand The depths of what was just being said In that scripture mm-hmm. We would make a strong decision never again to find ourselves in that position because it is something of a nature that is very, as said, destructive. We need not have that kind of demonic presence in our life any longer. And it was true what Pastor Vincent said, that the spirit of pride is Satan himself. And this is where we fell into the dilemma after the fall of having his spirit within us. Even as we are born into this world, we are born in pride. That is the dilemma of the fall. However, we have been given opportunity, and what you presented, Pastor Denny, needs to be dealt with on a daily basis without any concern about most other things we concern ourselves about, but to be watchful, a watchman that is not afraid to look clearly into our own souls. And thank you for that word. We can all come out of that demon spirit, that demonic presence, which is the very presence of Lucifer, Satan, totally and completely demonic. And it is time we move in the area and the arena of humility, just as you presented tonight. It was a wonderful teaching, and I pray that we all remember this night and not forget it, as we so easily do after we have heard wonderful things and then forget what they are the next day. I pray God before each and every one of us that we would not forget this this evening and we would walk circumspectively from this day forth into the glorious future we have waiting for us as we actively work against that demonic presence. Thank you so very much for presenting it, and I am in agreement with everybody else and what they said. And please stay comfy tonight under the circumstances of what's going on there. We are binding the weather also and rebuking it and commanding it to cease. And we will see you in a very short time. God bless everyone.
2: Mm-hmm. God bless you Thank and be you, safe in your presence.
3: You guys still can't hear me. However, we're going to say goodbye. I
4: see you got this in here.
3: All right, so. All right, so. Oh, all
0: right,
3: so <laughs> we're going to say goodbye. Anybody <laughs> else have anything to share? Then let's all give a 20, holy 20. shout and thank the Lord for tonight's Bible study.
2: Yay! Yay. Shalom, everyone. Hallelujah.
1: Are we still on? We love you we're, all
0: We're good
1: uh, We love you, well,
0: thank you. And we'll be seeing everybody I love weekend. this church so, I
1: love being a member Of this family
0: well, The Blue you, Wine dude. Ministry
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay.
3: okay Gotta go all right, guys, that's it. We're out. We'll see you. Pastor Denny, Sally, God bless you. Everybody that joined in the call, special folks. We'll talk to everybody soon. Stay safe, stay off the roads, enjoy your day, and we love you. God bless.
5: God
1: bless you.